0: have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes unless you're driving or operating some kind of machinery. So take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. Let your past go. And exhale out loud with a sigh. Ah. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. In last week's episode, I introduced the first two steps of Dr. Margaret Paul's Six Steps to Inner Bonding. I know this is all quite new for you, so be patient and compassionate with yourself and it will benefit you. So, let me quickly recap the first two steps. First is the willingness to feel pain and take responsibility for your feelings. Step two is move into the intent to learn. And if you have not listened to last week's episode, please go back to the archive, have a listen, and then come back to uh, this one. So without further ado, step three, dialogue with your wounded self and core self. So in this step, you are to discover the thoughts or false beliefs from your wounded self that may be causing your shame, fear, and pain so to release anger and pain in appropriate ways, meaning healthy ways. Learn about the past that created the false beliefs or limiting beliefs. Nurture your wounded self. Explore what may be happening with a person or event that is causing the core feelings of loneliness, heartache, heartbreak, helplessness, or grief. Explore your core self and what brings you joy. So before I go any further, I believe it's important to define some of the terms that we are going to use here before using the six steps. And let me start with the core self. Now, according to Dr. Paul, our core self is our true self or essence or higher intelligence the part of our soul that exists within our body. It is helpful to imagine the core self, that means your core self, as a bright and shining child. I'm sure many of my listeners do know that we all have an inner child within us the natural light within that is an individualized expression of divine love. This aspect of ourselves is actually ageless. It always has been and it always will be, and it evolves through our life experiences. Now, our core self also contains our unique gifts and talents, our natural wisdom and intuition, our curiosity and sense of wonder, our playfulness and spontaneity, and our ability to love and connect with others. So this is an unwounded aspect of our soul. Remember that. It can never be harmed. It was never touched by any abuse we suffered as a child. Instead, the core self was hidden away. It waits to be retrieved through a healing process. Because of this unbroken part in each of us, healing is possible and therefore can occur. Healing is apparent when you have retrieved and deeply know and valued this aspect of yourself, who you really are, a child of the divine. It is unconditional, so by practicing inner bonding, it leads to healing self-abandonment and the reclaiming of your core self. When you hear me using the term inner child, I am referring to the core self. The part of self often communicates with us through our feelings. Therefore, time and time again, I emphasize the importance of feeling our feelings, both uncomfortable and comfortable ones. Why? Because your inner child or core self is an infallible inner guidance system. It lets you know through your feelings what is healthy or unhealthy for you. The feelings you may experience coming naturally from the core self are the joy, peace, and love that as an adult are the result of being loving to yourself and others. Now, The core self also has the natural feelings of sadness and sorrow, for example, over people's inhumanity to each other, feeling of loneliness when you have no one with whom to share love, heartache and heartbreak over others' mean and rejecting behavior and various kinds of loss, grief, naturally, over losses, helplessness, over others' choices that you are not in control of, outrage over injustice, as well as fear of real and present danger, the fight-or-flight response. So these core self-feelings of life need to be attended to by you and nurtured with deep compassion. On the other hand, the feelings that come from the wounded self as opposed to life are... Anxiety, depression, anger, hurt, aloneness, neediness, emptiness, misery, guilt, shame, fear of a perceived rather than an actual threat, and so on. Now, these feelings are letting you know that you are off track in your thinking and behavior, Remember, I talked about the result formula. Thoughts cause feelings, feelings cause actions or behaviors, and actions cause results. And all these need to be explored. And one way to explore is through the inner bonding process. Remember earlier, I mentioned all of your feelings are a form of inner guidance. Either letting you know whether what you are doing and thinking is healthy or letting you know that you need to compassionately nurture yourself. Now they let you know whether someone is open or closed, dangerous or safe. The tightness in your stomach is reaction to someone's threatening anger tells you something important as is the safety you feel when someone is being truly giving. Your anxiety, anger, or depression may be telling you that you are rejecting and abandoning yourself, while your peace and joy let you know that you are being loving to yourself. So trusting these feelings and discovering what they are telling you, my audience, will help you take personal responsibility for your own feelings. Next term is the wounded self. It is helpful to imagine the wounded self as a wounded child who learned to be an unloving adult. You see, our wounded self is often a mirror image of one or both of our parents. Even though we may have said, I will never be like that. Our wounded self may have learned to be just like our parents. Another word for our wounded self is ego, E-G-O. Unlike the core self, which is a feeling aspect of us, right? The wounded self is a thought aspect of us. It is housed in a part of the lower brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is the seat of our fight-or-flight stress response and houses our false beliefs that often trigger the stress response. Bear in mind, your wounded self is the aspect that carries the fears, false beliefs, and controlling behavior that result from not getting the love you need as a child and from physical, sexual, and or emotional abuse or neglect. So while these false beliefs or limiting beliefs and self-abandoning behaviors cause us pain in our adult lives, they were the only way we could feel safe when we were children. So they were our survival mechanisms. Your wounded self can be any age in any given moment, depending upon how old you were when you learned a particular false belief, addiction or way to control. So you see, the wounded self is the aspect of you that may use food, drugs, or alcohol to numb out fear, loneliness, heartbreak, and helplessness over others and over situations. Furthermore, the wounded self always fears being rejected, abandoned on the one hand, and being engulfed, smothered, controlled on the other hand. In other words, the wounded self fears loss of other and loss of self because it does not know how to manage rejection without taking it personally or to set appropriate limits against engulfment, such as drawing boundaries. So through anger, blame, resistance, compliance, or withdrawal, the wounded self hopes to ward off and control that which it fears. Needless to say, all the parts of the wounded self need healing and they can be healed only through compassion, acceptance, truth, and unconditional love. Now, mind you, almost any activity can be used as a protection against your pain, right? It depends on your intent. For example, meditation can be used as a way to connect with a spiritual source and learn about loving, or It can be used to bliss out and avoid responsibility for your feelings. There are many people who have meditated for years without improving the quality of their lives because they have used meditation as a way to avoid pain rather than a way to learn. Likewise, Reading the Bible or the Quran can be a way to help you open your heart and move into your lovingness and your desire to learn, right? Or it can be used as an anesthetic, an addiction, a way to avoid yourself and your fear. When the Bible or the Quran is used this way, it often becomes a tool to control others and God, to make God love you more or reward you. Now get this, one of the major false beliefs of the wounded self is that we, as separate egos, cut off from a higher power, can have power over ourselves and others. I suppose we can, to a certain extent, control others' behavior, but not without violating ourselves and others. The wounded self is willing to violate the core self and others to have this control. So we violate ourselves through substance and process addictions. That means addictions to things and activities. So we violate others through controlling behavior such as anger, blame, judgment, compliance, withdrawal, and violence. So my audience, whenever we violate ourselves or others, we are acting from our wounded self. So my audience, I hope by now you can see how powerful our intention can be, particularly in our decision-making process that leads to our thoughts and behaviors. So let me define intent for you. Our intent is what governs how we think, feel, and behave. Our intent is a powerful and creative force, the essence of free will, you may say. Your intent is your deepest desire, your primary motive or goal, your highest priority in any given moment. And according to Dr. Margaret Paul, and I agree with her, that's why I'm sharing her work with you. There are only two primary intents, and they are One is to learn about loving yourself and others, even in the face of fear and pain. Two is to protect yourself from fear and pain with addictive, controlling behavior and thereby avoid responsibility for your feelings, actions, and may I add, your life. So when you know your intent is to learn to love, you are willing to face your fears and feel your painful feelings in order to compassionately nurture them or understand how you may be creating them and discover what you need to do differently. Think about that. So the deeper purpose here is to become a more loving human being, my audience, starting with yourself When you open to learning about your own fear and beliefs and about what brings you joy, you move toward love. When the intent is to learn, learning about love becomes more important than protecting against fear. When your intent is to learn to love, your deepest desire is to find your safety, peace, lovability, and worth through an internal connection with the unconditional love that is available on the spiritual level. And when we say spiritual, we don't mean religion. Yes, you will find inner bonding is a spiritually-based but not religiously-based healing pathway. You definitely do not have to believe in God to practice inner bonding. However, you do need to learn how to access the guidance that is available to you. You would very much want that, particularly in challenging times. Whether you experience this as outside yourself or within yourself or as the highest part of yourself, learning to access this higher guidance as part of the practice of these six steps of inner bonding. So when I mention the term divine, we are referring to the energy of unconditional love, truth, wisdom. Peace and joy that is available to all of us in the unseen spiritual realm when we learn to access it. So universe refers to your personal experience of the divine. May it be a person, a light, a presence, an energy, nature, or even your religion can be if you believe in God. So here we use the term divine, spirit higher power, higher intelligence, interchangeably. So when we use the term spiritual guidance, we are referring to information coming through your mind rather than from your mind. And also from your personal experience of the following. Divine, nature, God, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, a guardian angel, shaman, mentor, director, Teacher, a saint, a beloved deceased relative or pet, an imaginary being, a light, a presence, an energy, or the highest part of yourself. So, my dear audience, I sincerely hope that you see my intent here is to help you to expand your perspective rather than to seeing life as if through a tunnel. Well, well, well. It's obvious there is more to explore and discover. So we shall continue next week. Thank you for listening. And until then, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to expand your perspective. Bye for now. You can find this podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify and my website www.drbarbaraqiao.com dr b a r b o.com